Welcome to the Perfect Podcast. It helps you find the perfection of the precious present. Sponsored by the Easy Way Wall of Fame. Find us everywhere, every other week. Now it is time for our show with Will Perfect and Janet Lopez. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Perfect Zone. We've got a great show. Well, thank you. Thank you. We've got a great show, and we've got a great uh, introduction as well. And uh, let me cue up Mrs. Perfect. Yes, and hello and welcome. Welcome to the Perfect Zone with Will Perfect and Janet Lopez. And the Perfect Zone tonight welcomes the extremely talented writer, Steve W. Loudon. Steve is also a very talented professional drummer. So take it away. Thank you. Thank you. Janet, you with us? All right. Well, let's start the show. We've got a great show tonight. It's uh, Steve, as uh, was just announced. Uh, what a great writer. What a, what a talented uh, drummer. A uh, lot of things going on, uh, wrapping up the uh, month of March, and we have got a lot of things going on. We're gonna wait wait for uh, Janet to get into when, the studio. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> there she is. There you are. No, hey, looking good. Looking gone. good as always. Picture ready. <laughs> I am excited to have um, our guests and. Just talking to him, he's really awesome to talk to. So yeah, you guys are gonna you're in for a treat for sure. He's a super talented writer, a great thinker, and the music they make uh, was ahead of their time when it was released. And I, in my opinion, I think it's still ahead of its time today. Yeah, I mean, where do we find these gems, right? <laughs> True. For sure. I mean, yeah, you would have thought, um, but. I guess we have so much going on, and we haven't talked in a minute, right? But we have been a while. Yeah. There's an event tomorrow. There's all kinds of stuff. I have to work tomorrow, unfortunately. Hopefully, I get off early. Uh, but Are you I have working to do... on another movie? We're doing a promotional shoot for the movie, um, and they decided okay, to do it tomorrow. Hopefully, like I said, mm-hmm. I hope I get off early. Uh, so we're going to have a shoot with all the cast and crew and mostly the cast and, and just kind of get together. We have an amazing, diverse cast uh, for this upcoming one. So I'm excited. And, of course, for everybody who's attending uh, the Grammys, uh, you guys are doing the best tomorrow as well. So we have a lot of events happening all at once. Yep, and Eric Zuli and uh, his uh, beautiful twin flame, uh, Dr. Dante Sears, is going to be uh, co-hosting for the uh, Hollywood Weekly magazine in Santa Monica, and that's on Sunday. That would be great. So that's yeah, it. that's, that's yeah. tomorrow, right? Big stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, it's actually yeah, on uh, Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sunday. My, yes, of course. I'm jumping ahead. Right, Sunday. No, that's when I have the promo shoot as well. So tomorrow, yeah. You know what I'm okay. what's going on? Tomorrow, you I'm truly actually do. Coming, yeah, a private event. But anyways, 
So I wanted to ask you a question, and I think this is for everybody listening, but I wanted to know, who is your hero? And if you have one. Who is my hero? Yes, like what motivated you? Well, when you're a kid, I think you have heroes. But when you uh, grow up to to be an adult, I think your heroes tend to change and it tends to um, uh, be a different outlook on life because you, you find out, like when I was a kid, I think Kiss was one of my first uh, before I liked superheroes, and it was all all about the music and because they had the makeup and the big boots on, and uh, it was really like very mysterious. And it was the first cassette that my brother and I shared together. So Kiss was some of my heroes. Um, some of the the rock groups I liked were some of my heroes. Some of the movie stars. Um, before I moved to California, James Dean. Marlon Brando and Montgomery Clift were some of the actors that sort of brought me here. Um, but now I guess my heroes are my, my family, you know, because those are the people you realize that mean the most. And uh, that, that'd be my answer. What about you? It's a great question. I love that. I love how you brought it back to um, our, like your humble beginnings, you know, back to the family, what, which, mm-hmm. what truly matters and the people that are actually there. And, of course, um, Kiss may have had an influence there <laughs> in your life, right, as an artist. Oh, yeah. But ultimately yeah. your family. That's a really beautiful answer. Um, I guess mm-hmm. I would say the same, you know. I, I was very, um, a very unique child, for, to say the least. <laughs> I had. Uh, well, I know you're very close with your family as well. That's a good. That's a great thing. And you've got a strong faith. I know this is true as well. Yeah, I think growing up, though, um, uh, I think for me, the heroes were uh, not actually really musicians or anything like that. Of course, I'm not a musician like you, um, although I kind of play the drums and the bass at one point, but that's besides the point. Um, no, I I think my heroes were always people like doctors. I know, I, I, like I said, I'm... I was a nerd. I'm kind of like a nurse deep down inside. So I, I looked up to doctors and and people like that pretty much uh, growing up. It didn't really change. Well, Janet, long. you've got so many looks. You, you can play a, a detective. You can play that. Like I saw when you had the pink hair and the glasses, but you've got a lot of range as an actress. Oh, thank you. I think, you know what? And I think that has a lot to do with uh, life experiences too, though. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you do kind of tap into when you're building a character, they have a past and a present and all that, but they have a motive. So you do have to build your character, but also I think it helps with life experiences mm-hmm. to bring that character to life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that really helps a lot. <laughs> that would be like, um, I feel like the more the more crazy your life was, the better actor you're gonna be. And you have to have empathy too, which is quite it's something that I never really thought of, as it comes naturally for some people. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it 100% comes naturally, but for others, it's you're naturally caring. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you know, you naturally have empathy, but not a lot of people don't. You know, a lot of people don't have that, uh, which I was not aware of that. <laughs> Uh, definitely. I well, feel you like know what, Janet? I think a lot of people, they have so many 
sources of information, like we were talking about earlier, it's almost like trying to drink out of the fire hose. You know, it's just like trying to get that little bit, but it's just so much information is coming from every direction. What's important? True. I mean, today, especially today, you know, it's very hard. We do have a lot of, we have more outpouring uh, nowadays. You know, we do have the internet, social media, all kinds of outlets. And so you mm-hmm. do get information from just pretty much anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Versus, sure. I'm sure um, it does make a difference. However, you can easily get skilled as well. You know, that, that's, there's some pros there. I well, do you remember, like, mm-hmm. it, like a, I wanted to learn how to play um, the pan flute. And oh, I didn't know how to play it know. at all. I got one from Peru. Mm-hmm. And I went online, and I just started learning like that. And so it does have its pluses, you know, if you ever – you get these free classes online sometimes. If people are posting it online, like how to play the plant, uh, the pan flute or whatever you want to learn. Even makeup, mm-hmm. you know, you get these free classes. All these people are going on there and teaching. <laughs> Hopefully you get the master teacher, the, the right one and not the True. one pretending to be one. <laughs> <laughs> the one who really but knows the stuff at the core. Right? Yeah. So I've been interested in instruments. I just never really became um, – I never really played as an artist, if you will, but I did play live uh, instruments. Well, I'd be and interested songs. to hear your, your album because the way I feel about instruments, it's uh, it's something that makes noise. If you like the noise that it's making, you're making music. You know, there's, there should yeah, be no rules. I remember Kurt Cobain was saying, I don't know a thing about music or writing music. I don't know. I just know what feels good when I do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's kind of how I felt. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know that I play the drums or the bass, but I did. Um, and I did feel like that, what you just said, where I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. However, all of a sudden, I knew what I was doing. It was really weird. And I Outer body yeah, experience. Yeah, I was filling in uh, for a drummer, kind of got tossed in there, and they were just teaching me. And then one thing led to another. I just was playing every day with them. And same thing with the bass. Mm-hmm. I went from the drums to the bass, but I've never been. I never took that section. as a career. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just did it for years, but I didn't take it as a career. It was just something that I was doing. <laughs> well, seeing this is so, the last day of March, um, I'm going to quote Charles Dickens from something that my mom had sent me. She sends me these great quotations to keep my mindset right. Um, and this is uh, uh, what he wrote. And it's just one of those things that you can repeat over and over and love more each time you hear it. It was one of those March days when the sun shines hot and the wind blows cold. It's when summer in the light and winter in the shade. That's beautiful. I think... Um... True. Your mom, for all these beautiful um, quotes that she sends you, definitely mm-hmm. worth listening to. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I just want to And it's amazing how, uh, like, uh, a little bit of words can do so much with the mind chemistry. You can actually feel your mind chemistry shift after, you like, say, an important prayer or hear some really good information or being in the presence of, like, a Buddha. You know, like, you can feel your mind chemistry shift and it becomes more peaceful and everything's in place. Everything's all aligned. It's in, everything's in alignment. Well, you know, a, a lot of times it's, it's just like, you know, we need spiritual, well, technically we're spiritual beings. And so 
any, you know, anything we could feed <laughs> that's positive, it always feels good. But I wanted to say, I wanted to motivate people out there, like, to go ahead and just go headstrong with whatever it is that you do. Because I feel like all of us have a skill set. We just need to start utilizing that skill set, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, playing the drums or drawing or or even writing poetry or whatever. You know, I do all all of that, but <laughs> for the most part... Um, but I did pick one, and that was acting versus all the others. Um, and I think everybody has that, where we can pick something that we're good at and make it into a career. That's one thing that well, is important, right, mm-hmm. is to be happy to do sure. whatever it is that you're doing. Well, I had a conversation earlier today. We are talking about following your bliss because, you know, sometimes you get so into your dream that it's almost like there's so much coming at you all at once, but you got to realize you got to, have that bliss to follow because the blissful, you know, when you're following your bliss, you're always going to be right. Because that bliss is that inner thing that we all have and we all share. Like if God was the ocean, we'd be a glass of God. Like that energy within us, we're following it. We're, we're going to live a great life. And that's why I recommend Joseph Campbell's advice, follow your bliss. So following your bliss as in like intuition, yeah, I think it's that, that inner small voice that's actually really loud that uh, lets you know in a situation. You know, you can actually, again, feel the, the mind chemistry kind of change and like the Jiminy Cricket, you know, whispers and that's uh, you need to do this, this, and that. And yeah. you know, it's always going to be a well, right voice. You know, we got to listen to the good one, right? <laughs> True. Yeah, it, like, there was another story about two wolves. Little See the right one. But for sure, I get what you're <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah, I guess I'd rather have a wolf. <laughs> I guess what what you're trying to say is the the you know sometimes we do have intuition where where you feel like wait this is this isn't right or this is right and, and that I Wayne Dyer for sure the great speaker uh, Wayne Dyer had a book called The Power of Intuition you know and it's all about you know just following that what you're talking about that inner feeling. It's uh, it's emotional. Yeah. You just gotta make sure it's not the, you know, we, you listen to that negative one. <laughs> you gotta be careful which way you go. But we have one more minute uh, left uh, that we're gonna introduce our next guest, and I'm Great super guest. excited. But he's oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, he's a drummer. He's an author. I mean, what isn't he, right? <laughs> like, he's he's yeah. an editor. He hikes. He goes on hikes too and takes great pictures. He's a photographer. Yeah, he's in like fact, a lot of those pictures, I'm like, dude, you should have those as album covers or have them included in the album art because the, the pictures are really good, too. Yes, and he's known as S.W. Lawton. Uh, he's been in many uh, work with, uh, you know, obviously popular bands and whatnot. So I definitely want to look at – and he actually just wrote a book, so that will be something we, we'll be talking about. Well, looking forward to it, and uh, let's go to a commercial a little bit early. We're right on schedule, actually, right now, and then we'll come back, and we'll have (laughs) – Yes, this time we made it on time. Everybody's here. Um, uh, So we're going to go to commercial and be back with Steve. Imagine a social network that's based on quality members over quantity, where you can easily find the qualified leads you're looking for, where members treat each other as family and promote each other's projects 
Get interviewed, manage your business, and sell your product or service on our new EasyWay store. Let us do the promotional heavy lifting for you. We've created an all-in-one solution with all the tools you would ever need to promote you and your client's business, all accessible by one simple login. Social media done for you. Introducing the new 2022 EasyWay Network with our built-in wall of fame that helps you to search and find that profile you want to network with that matches your business needs while boosting your own notoriety at the same time. This year, we've made it even easier on you. Oh, did we mention you make money? Create your free account today by texting EasyWay, that's letter E, letter Z, to 55678. Or visit EasyWayNetwork.com. Got questions? Give us a call at 424-209-9290. Well, welcome back to the show. And Steve, welcome. Steve with us? You hear us, Steve? I think we have him on you. Yeah, I, hey. I hear the crowd. He's coming. All right. You there, Steve? Yeah, I think we're going to Okay. We'll see if we can uh, get him on a little later on. We'll keep talking about uh, the brother Steve. That's the, the brand new uh, album they've got. It's their second one. Uh, the first uh, Brother Steve album, uh, it was like a, sort of a hypnotic album cover, and um, it had blue vinyl inside. So very cool. And then right now he has his latest book, uh, Forbidden Beat Perspectives on Punk Drumming. That's out now. I think he had uh, a dream about it and how he started is quite interesting, but I definitely wanted him to tell his story for sure. Steve is on the phone, or he's uh, in the studio now. How are you? Good, good. Very good. Absolutely good. Great to hear your voice. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. I don't know what happened there. I, I was uh, I took myself off mute, and somehow you guys weren't able to hear me, but I was saying really, really cool stuff. So, uh, oh, man. <laughs> We totally missed out. Darn. <laughs> well, we'll, well, start we'll with uh, Zar. That's how I, I got to know you as uh, a musician and was just completely blown away with how much energy and the songwriting, the hooks, and the speed of the music. Uh, how, how did you guys end up meeting, and, and how did that, that end up taking off? Oh, well, thank you for the kind words. And you, you've always been so cool about supporting Czar and, and, and the music that I've been involved with. So I, I really appreciate that. You know, Czar was, it's a funny story because by the time Czar made that first record, I had been playing in bands uh, with the other three guys for about eight or 10 years before that in various bands. In fact, oh, wow. the, the guitar player Dan in Czar... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dan Kern, the guitar player in Czar, um, he and I were in my first high school band together. Um, the first serious band I ever had, he was the bass player. <laughs> um, that was right out high, right? No, this was like oh, even wow. before. This was like literally we were in high school. Uh, we oh, were like wow. 16 years old. And I played in a band with a guy named Keith Brown, who ended up being the first, very briefly, the first lead singer for Pennywise, and then he ended up playing in a band called Popsico out of Santa Barbara. And then another guy named Greg McElvain, uh, who was a guitar player. And then 
Keith knew Dan and asked Dan to play bass with us. And so that was my high school band. And then when Dan and I uh, went to college, we played in a band called The Wonderfuls together oh, great, <laughs> uh, for a little while in Santa Barbara. Um, and that's when we met Jeff Whalen and Jeff Solomon. And, you know, over the, over the years in, in Santa Barbara, in Los Angeles, in Europe for a little while when we lived in Europe, um, we, we played in various configurations. I was in a band called Rydell High in the mid-90s that was signed to A&M Records, and uh, we got dropped. And um, Jeff Whalen reached out to me and asked if I could fill in on drums for a show they were playing uh, with his new band. And that ended up being live on the radio on KXLU. So the first time I ever played Bazaar, a radio wow, show. Wow. <laughs> um, and then the, the chemistry left, was so uh, good. Yeah, I mean, the chemistry was so good, and, and we, uh, we got along so well. And, and I just love Jeff Whalen's songwriting. So they, they eventually asked me to join full-time, and so that's what I did. So that's, that's the backstory sort of of the band. Uh-huh. Did you remember meeting, like, the, the first impression of Jeff? Because I remember, like, when he did one of his shows, he had, like, a cape on, you know, and it was just, it was it was so, it was not going on at the time. But, like, again, I think you guys are way ahead of your time, even today. Yeah, I mean, look, that, I think a lot of that's down to Jeff's songwriting and, and Jeff's vision for the band. So, like, mm-hmm. whatever Czar is behind the time, ahead of the time, out of time. Um, uh, in its own zone. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that uh, that comes down to Jeff's vision and Jeff's songwriting, and and really, I, I, the first time I ever ran into Jeff was seeing him perform at like you know a backyard keg party in Isla Vista um, mm-hmm. with his band in college, and and you know it wasn't quite as refined and and quite as glorious as it became, but he already had a lot of those elements that people associate with him. You know, with the the, the make, wearing the makeup and writing the hooky songs and and dressing the way he did, he he's always kind of been very consistent about his take on what rock and roll is supposed to be. Being a rock and roll hero for sure. Um, tell us a little bit about the writing and how that got started. Yeah, Oops. I um, I uh, you know in in high school. I started playing drums, and around the the time that I well, I, I had been playing before that, but. Uh, I started taking it more seriously in high school. And right around that time, that first band that I joined, um, when I was starting to take drumming very seriously, the guitar player in that band handed me a Kurt Vonnegut book. And I was not somebody who read for pleasure. That was something that was like forced on me by teachers in school. And I more often than not didn't read the assignments or read the books that were given to me in school. But because another musician and this new friend Mm-hmm. gave me this book, I read it. And so I had my mind sort of blown by music and by writing and reading all at the same time. And those became my two big passions in life. Wow. And you just did an interview with uh, 2020. Um, I, I heard that. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about that. Um, that that's, that's a major, one of those groups, again, that it's like, uh, they're not they should be accredited far more than they are right now because their music is just, again, it's still sounds contemporary. Yeah. I mean, for people listening who aren't familiar, 2020 was a late seventies, very early eighties power pop band. Uh, they originally formed or had their background in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 
but they moved to Los Angeles and ended up getting a record deal. And they released this self-titled debut album in 1979 on Portrait Records that is just perfect. It's a perfect Scary. record. It's, it's, Remember it's, the lightning? Yes. Yeah, Yellow Pills is the one that most people know. And when it was released, you know, this is the era of the knack. This is early Tom Petty. It seemed like power pop as a format, as a style of music, was really going to take off. Uh-huh. Um, and they did some really amazing tours. They toured with the Ramones. Um, you know, Steve Allen, the lead singer, tells a fantastic story of performing in New York uh, on the same bill as another famous power pop band called The Beat. And Mick Jagger's on the side of the stage watching them. Um, you know, they, they got to really do it. And they ended up making three records. But the, the first one, the self-titled debut, um, ended up just being this sort of underground power pop classic that just gets handed down from generation to generation from power pop fan to power pop fan. So in the power pop circles where I run and where I've edited two books about the genre of music, 2020 are, are legends. And so getting to speak with Steve Allen, the guitarist, and, and Ron Flint, the bass player, uh, was a real honor, and I interviewed them on a podcast called uh, Abandoned Albums. Oh, very nice. Well, you kind of know how I feel interviewing you because if that's one of your top five bands. Like I, I told you earlier, uh, Zara is like in the top three for me. Oh, man, um, that is so nice of you to say. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah, I do yeah, hope that awesome. you guys do a new album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, We're, you know, I, I play, I play in a band with, Jeff Steve. And, and Jeff mm-hmm. Solomon called the brother Steve. So three of the four of us are making music with our friend Dylan Callahan and Oz Tyler. So there's, it's a, it's a five piece. Um, so I do, guys, I do yeah. play, I mm-hmm. do play with those guys still uh, quite often, but you know, every once in a while, Jeff Whalen and I will talk about potentially recording some new czar music and it's never lined up, but mm-hmm. um uh, you know, I, I would never say never. It's possible it could happen down the road at some point. Do you guys have anything in the vault as far as like unreleased? Um, I uh, that's a really good question, and I wish I could answer it. Jeff Jeff Whalen would be the better person to answer that. I know we <laughs> did record more things than were released on the two albums that we put out. Because that Sun of Light song is really good. I I thought that should have had a place on even that first album, Sun of Light. That was part of your demos, yeah. Yeah, that's from the Drug Boy tapes? Yeah, amazing song. Yeah, I mean, that was the stuff that Dan and Jeff were writing together um, when they were living in a little apartment in Los Feliz, you know, before we got signed and we were just playing at Spaceland all the time. Jeff and Dan would just write on this four track in the living room. Um, and they wrote some like pretty amazing songs, I think, you know, and I, and I say that as I, I might have been lucky enough to play with them in the band, but that doesn't stop me from also being a fan of their songwriting. So I'm not talking about myself here, but I, I think the world of those guys and I think the world of their, their songwriting and I am a fan of theirs. And so like, I hear some of that, those demos too. And I'm like, man, why did we even go in the studio and re-record this? Cause the demos are perfect. Really, very true. In fact, uh, we had Derek on a show who was in a later version of Czar. He said you were the only person of the original band he didn't meet, but he really wanted to, and he's like, Czar is one of his all-time favorite groups as well. Oh, you know what's funny about that? And I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bust him on this. I did meet him once. Um, oh my god! I went to see. 
<laughs> I went to he just see. Forgot. I, I no, it's fine. That's his last name. It's fine. But but um, if uh, I went okay. to see the Mother Hips play mm-hmm. in Hermosa Beach, and I went to the bar and I opened a tab, and the bartender looked at my name on the credit card and he said, "Are you Steve from Czar?" <laughs> and I said, "I said I was." Mm-hmm. And it was Derek. Derek was bartending. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, that he probably what thought is, he dreamt it. Then you know that's a what a story. That that's cool. That yeah, is, what a coincidence. That's crazy. <laughs> well, tell us about the new new brother Steve album. I haven't even heard the new uh, brothers uh, Steve album. Uh, the first oh, yeah, one was like, really good. It sounded like a. Let's say again, Jenna. We have like two minutes. So if you want to talk about his book or or do or or yeah, share, you got the spotlight. You talk about anything you? you want, Steve. Good call, Janet. I, I'm happy to talk about whatever. Um, I haven't heard the brother Steve album, but the first album sounded kind of like uh, like someone went to the um, '60s and like a uh, time machine, and then and just sort of like uh, made it modernized. You know, it sounds like very modern, but kind of has that '60s feel to it. Yeah, I think I think that that's pretty spot on. Um, I think that that is some of Jeff's most '60s sounding songwriting mm-hmm. that he's done um and you know we we got to work with um luke tierney who's an old friend from santa barbara who ended up uh, engineering and, and co-producing it out of his little studio uh, in Laurel canyon and uh so it, it was a you know a really fun environment to just make a record with your friends um and so i think if you, that's sort of where the energy comes from it's just the the four of us being recorded by somebody we've known for a long time did you record with Linus of Hollywood too? I played on two songs on Jeff Whalen's solo record and Linus produced that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Well, you've got the floor. We've got about a minute to wrap things up and uh, show people yeah. where to reach you. Um, you know, and we encourage the Czar album. We encourage another brother Steve album, more books as well. Yeah. I mean, I'll just say my most recent book is called. For- mm-hmm. Hey, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, hear you now. No, yeah. it got cut hey, off. Uh, so okay. the, uh, my most recent book is called Forbidden Beat, Perspectives on Punk Drumming, and it is a curated essay collection featuring people like Mike Watt and, um, you know, uh, Benny Horowitz and Fonny Diaz and, you know, just a lot of uh, punk rock musicians and, and punk drummers writing about their journey to becoming punk musicians and becoming punk drummers. and. That one was just released earlier this month. Everybody pick up Go All the Way and Go Even Further, some other books that Steve is part of. Um, we thank you for being on our show. This, this time just went quick. It was like a snap of the fingers. Yeah, thank you guys so yeah, much. It was really fun talking to you. Where can people reach you or find you? I know you have a website. Did you want to share that? Yeah. Yeah, sure. You can, you can find me at swloudon.com, L-A-U-D-E-N. And I'm S.W. Loudon on Twitter, and I'm S.W. Loudon on Instagram, and I'm S.W. Loudon on Facebook. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Until we'll hear the music. Time. Thank you, and happy Thursday. All right. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye.